Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ross called some really good calls in, in the red zone. The players have executed well. I think if everybody just focuses on doing things the right way on the field, meaning assignment sound, we're going to be fine. We can live with the results. We just can't get off the path of our success that when we're doing good things, we don't need to change much other than do it better and do it cleaner. So everyone was talking about how we didn't turn the ball over, you know, the first two games and you guys jinxed us. And now, you know, look what happened. But we had to create turnovers on, on the other end to catch up with it and even had a running back create a turnover for us in the same place. So the goal is for us to not try to do anything brand new or anything crazy that's different than what we're already doing. Just do it better. Okay, wait a second. Nobody, we didn't jinx you. Kalani? You think he was speaking in the most literal sense there? I don't know. But, you know, even though it ended up costing him 70 yards or so, I'm glad it happened, and he should be too, because it led to the signature play of the season. 100%. Uh, But his overall point, this has been a team about big plays. I think this BYU team can get better, and that sounds negative, and I don't mean it to be. Because you know, if they can get better and uh, and go out and and dominate the rest of their schedule, I mean, this could be uh, a big time deal for BYU. I don't know how long you can rely on just simply making more big plays like that. You know, that's a little bit of a leaky vessel, and that sounds really negative too. And I don't want it to be because we've talked so much about how you have to be a gamer, and Jaron Hall's a gamer, and he's going to go out and. He's going to win it, and that's what he's proven to do. But I bet you, push come to shove, Kalani would like to tighten up some of that stuff, which I think is what he was alluding to there. Have you ever been in a leaky vessel? Uh, somewhat. What Have happened? you? What happened? Uh, well, I got out of it before it got out of hand. <laughs> Where were you? Bear Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. That could be a little dicey. Yeah, swamped a motorboat. Really? Storm blew up out of nowhere and swamped a motorboat. What happened? Waves. It got sideways. They couldn't get it back. So what did you do? Pointing in the right direction. I got out. Luckily, we were close to shore. Oh. Did you have a life jacket on? I'm sure I did. I don't know. You didn't didn't bail bail out the water or anything like that? It got past that point. (laughs) (laughs) There was more water inside than that. (laughs) It got past that point. It got to the point where... And again, we were close enough to shore that it was to the point where, well, okay, we're going to let this little squall pass over, and yeah. then we'll figure out. Good move. <laughs> we'll figure out the so next what, step. So what ended up happening? Oh, I don't even know. I think they pumped the water out of it somehow. Huh. I launched a boat once with the. I forgot to put the plugs in. Was well, probably not good. Yeah, and it happened to be in like March. It was cold. It was on a fishing trip. And so I had to actually get down on hands and knees and uh, fish for the plugs. Anyway, uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting as as I consider what Kalani was talking about there, Jake, uh, when he said that they're trying to ne- not necessarily reinvent anything. They just want to do things better, like you were saying. Um, it makes me wonder what the attitude of the team is moving forward. Are they keying in on that stuff? Because that's how you have a great season, keying in on that, not keying in on what happened last week or the week before. It's keying in on what you can do to be better for this next week. 
And when you play South Florida and the Cougars are, what, a 23-point favorite, you wonder what the attitude is of the team. Because six days after that, they have to go to Logan and play the undefeated Aggies. So, I mean, well, I, I wonder where the landmines are. Possibly undefeated. Yeah, at that time. We don't know because they got Boise State coming in. So we'll see how it goes. Boise could be. You know, it's funny when you look at their schedule and you start BYU fans are dreaming big now. Or I, I think most BYU fans that I've talked with seem to be pretty, uh, pretty well grounded. I mean, it's not like they're going crazy over what's happened. They're pretty happy about it, though. But there are landmines in that schedule. And the last thing the Cougars want is to lose to a team that they're better than. And they're better than South Florida. It probably doesn't hurt that they lost to them a couple of years ago and they can point to that and say, see, you know, these guys can get you. Because that wasn't a particularly good South Florida team either. Um, I don't know, Gordon. I mean, I would would imagine that makeup of the team changes from year to year and probably find out uh, what this BYU team is made of. I, I would guess that the coaches are harping on those details and, and showing them their mistakes on film and saying, you know, you came, you came out of that 3-0 and and you're, you're certainly uh, playing good football and winning the game, but, you know, got to get this block, got to run this route, whatever the case yeah. may be. And so. getting, getting the job done when they needed to in these last two games, closing the games out. And so that indicates that the team has character uh, but uh, 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 just as important aspect as showing character is not letting up, and and so that's what that's what we're going to find out this weekend. We're going to find out whether they let up or not, or whether they're powering forward, because that's what is it, that's uh, what great teams do. And we don't know whether this team is great or not. But uh, well, we also don't know what we're getting in South Florida either. Well, it's a team that lost was behind thirty five to three to Florida at halftime. And then Florida let off the accelerator a little bit. And uh, who else? They lost to uh, North Carolina State, right? Wasn't that 45 to nothing or something? Right. So indications are that BYU should win this game. But you and I can talk about it that way. But if the players start talking about it like that, then maybe they they get clipped. Uh, we thought we'd talk a little Utes here. Sean O'Connell said something that uh, jumped out to me yesterday when we were talking to him. We, you know, a lot of the attention was on the quarterbacks, and I slipped in a question about the defense and whether that is something that uh, has underperformed. And he was emphatic about it and said yes, and pointed to several different areas where it hasn't been uh, hasn't been good enough. But I go back to the BYU game where Coach Witt himself admitted that they were pushed around up front, which, and we talked about it at the time, Gordon, but that. That doesn't happen to Utah, and they've gone up against some pretty tough teams. And that doesn't really it, when they Texas lose. Texas did it to them. Uh, got two hundred and thirty yards rushing in two thousand nineteen bowl game, and uh, and BYU did it to them with uh, about two about the same amount, maybe but it, a little but less. But it doesn't happen very yeah. often. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it so, surprised me. How many yards did uh, the Aztecs get? I don't have that number in front of me right now, but it's still there were times when it looked like they were. Uh, that Bell kid was was gaining yardage, and it's not just the rushing yards. Although uh, obviously is a is a good indicator of what we're talking about here. But the the style of how it went down against BYU was a little bit the concerned. physicality, the of physicality the yeah. of it all. And you know, if if you've got a a scat back like uh, oh man, who's that guy who who got into Utah pretty good from Oregon State years ago? Jacquez Rogers. Oh yeah, remember him? Yeah. You know, if he's getting to the, if he's getting to the edge. And uh, piling up a bunch of yards because he's getting to the second level automatically because it's so quick. I mean, that's one thing. But when you're getting 
pushed around up front and not getting that initial push. That just doesn't happen a lot to Utah. So I wonder, you know, while we're all focused on transferring quarterbacks and who's going to play quarterback and do they have enough talent on offense, should we be talking about Utah's bread and butter and what has made Utah Utah? And should there be more concern about what's going on defensively? Uh, I don't know if there should be more concern, but certainly it's on the list. And the list is pretty lengthy right now, at least by Utah standards. But that used to be like, I'm thinking back to the Travis Wilson years, and maybe this is unfair to, to some of those teams, but some of those offenses were were not terrific. But Utah was in a ton of games because the defense was still really sharp. Well, they had a good run game, and they had uh, they had a good defense. Or even go back to uh, the year Troy Williams was the quarterback, or the the first couple of years under Huntley, right? Which were not bad seasons by any means, even though the offense maybe wasn't where it needed to be. Or look at the running backs. It was uh, running backs and rock solid defense, yeah. and it 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 keeps you being good. And and you and I have had many many discussions about how to go from good to great. Mm-hmm. But what's made Utah good is pretty indisputable. And it starts with that defense and the toughness and the culture and all those things we've spent so long talking about. And is that an issue? Or is, is there concern about that with this team because of the way that the defense is played? Well, I will agree with you from this standpoint, and it's related to the defense as it pertains to the offense. But um, when I was talking about that the Utes had to open up the offense more, that was to get, like you said, from good to great. But in this season, they have fallen to average. And so now you got to get back to good. So how do you do that? Do you do that by grooming the same thing that you were hoping for to begin with? Or do you groom it by getting back to Utah football, uh, encouraging the defense to stand up and be what they should be and uh, empowering that run game? See, I, yeah, I, I think that's the answer. How do you get some starch back in that shirt? And you can say that for both sides of the ball. How do you get that edge? What makes Utah Utah? I mean, built they built a brand on that. But see, I thought that they were ready to step to another level, and they haven't. And, in fact, they've slipped. Well, I mean, again, we can debate on how they would go from good to great. I don't know if I— I don't know if you and I have the same ideas there, but because they how have do, slipped, I, I, okay, what idea do you have? Uh, not that this is happening right now, but uh, how do, how does Utah football go from good to great? Oh, I think you build on what they've already built on that you toughness. Just, you I, just it, do what they've done for the past fifteen years. I, my, uh, well, I probably would get rid of this cutesy spread stuff and go to more of a pro style type set if it were me. But what do I know? But this is an uh, offense. Urban Meyer spread that offense out, and he seemed to do all right. He did, but it was also in the Mountain West, which makes it a little bit different. You don't think he would have had that same success playing in the Pac-12 this year's Pac-12? I think Urban Meyer knew it would work because Utah because Utah had more speed than anybody else in the league at that time. And really, that's what it requires to be a really good spread team is speed. And That team was pretty darn good. It was great. Don't get me wrong. But in this case, I don't think they're going to have the fastest team in the league or even close. So why not go to more of a Stanford model where you have a pro-style offense, you're a true running team, Utah can recruit tight ends. They've proved that over the past several years. I certainly didn't agree with that when it came to going from good to great. But i got to admit, I might be leaning your way a little bit when it comes to going from average to good. And that's what the Utes have to do. I guess that's how I was trying to 
to pose the question is you and I can disagree all day on how to go to good to great, but <laughs> right, right now, now, right now how, do you, how do you steady the ship? How do you steady the ship going into Pac-12 play where, and this is so cliche, but the door truly is wide open. The conference is not terrific. There's a ton of winnable games in front of them, and the season is far from lost. But at the same time, they've lost two non-conference games, which they hadn't lost one in a decade. So you can't sit there and say everything's fine, even though, you know, I'm sure Cole Fotheringham, he talked about this on Monday. You know, they're talking to the team like, hey, the season's right in front of us, which is also true. So how do you want to look at it? And, you know, the Utes have to find a way to pull it together to go into the conference season. And honestly, starting out with Washington State is perfect because you can go out and and dominate what is really a, a porous defense and figure some stuff out offensively, but they need to. I guess Unless the point you don't of this, do that, then it's right. But they've got to figure out some stuff defensively too. So they have to get their footing, Jake, and and that starts with what Kyle Whittingham was stressing after the BYU game. How about getting better in the trenches? Yeah, on both sides. That's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's where you would expect Utah to be good. Exactly. A lot of people have talked about the offensive line woes. Has to get better. Defensive line, too. Yep, same thing. I totally agree. All right, that's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.